Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Matt Rolnick. He is VP of Strategy and Innovation at Yaymaker, and he's a LinkedIn consultant. He's an author. He's also an instructor on Udemy. And why I brought him onto the show is we're going to talk about voice, story brand, LinkedIn social media marketing. CEOs, corporate culture, and a lot more. So, Matt, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Very excited to be talking to you today. We're talking some of my favorite topics. Yeah. Um, tell people your background, your story, and we'll get into it. Um, well, I consider myself an entrepreneur as well as an intrapreneur. Um, so I work for Yaymaker in VP and strategy, but I love business development, marketing. And then I also do some LinkedIn consulting. And I'm a very strong believer in the importance of making yourself professionally more visible, getting embracing, especially sites like LinkedIn that has over 900 million members, and uh, and what's someone's story and how to position themselves as a thought leader. Yeah. Yeah, I love this idea of thought leadership and influencers and with um, social media, it's been so much easier. We can develop our own channels. We don't have to go through Fox or NBC or you know any of those. So um one thing is talking about is uh so a lot of physicians they're just coming onto linkedin it's like um in my opinion it's very late but tell them why ceos leaders and other professionals should be on linkedin and how they can engage more with linkedin well again when you're talking with physicians or entrepreneurs i mean obviously um and ceos um i believe i talk about professional visibility and i think it can be great for us that establishing yourself to attract more clients, more strategic partnerships, to get opportunities to be on podcasts or other shows. Um, So I think there's a lot of value on that. As a CEO, I love consulting CEOs because there's a lot of CEOs that are a little hesitant, but I believe it helps build culture. So if a CEO posts on LinkedIn, their leaders, their employees, they're going to see that. They're going to be also engaged, though it's encouraging them to post more, and it can be like free marketing for companies and CEOs and entrepreneurs because you have all these brand ambassadors that are engaging. But I think it's I talk a lot about strengthening relationships, and now we can connect with people all over the world. And LinkedIn, I think, is one really powerful way. Yeah, and also uh, it's more professionally oriented, and um, and it's more talking, you know, business and what you described as partnerships. Um, and it's one of the, actually LinkedIn once is going to promote your, because they, uh, it's one of the fastest, easiest way to grow a brand a channel. So the other question is, um, so LinkedIn, what are some common pitfalls that social media influencers make uh, when they're on social media, some do's and don'ts and how do you engage with people posts, etc.? Well, everybody, everyone's different. To me, professional do's and don'ts is 
again, especially professionally, I think you want to stay away from anything controversial. In general, I think that should be most people's kind of train of thought. So be careful with religion and politics and anything that creates a lot of uh, friction. Now, for some people, that may be the lane they're going into. But in general, I think there can be, especially for entrepreneurs, I mean, you want to be careful on that. Um, I think there are the biggest mistake I see is influencers, creators, and again, CEOs, professionals, they try they make it too much about themselves rather than their audience. So just like you, you've got the this strong podcast, you got to think about what your audience may be interested in. And I think that's a mistake. People are just pushing, pushing, pushing out what content they want. Hey, buy my product, buy my service, buy my book, uh, get me a job. And it's you, you need to basically breadcrumb ideas on what other people be interested in, be a little more nuanced. This would be, I'd say, a common pitfall. Yeah, I love that. Um, and uh, what's interesting is because uh, you, you mentioned something with polarity, just kind of polarizing, some, you know, some topics. That's how some people stand out. But, you know, that's kind of dangerous. It can, you know, uh, alienate your audience or it can get you banned, you kicked off the platform. Then one thing is talking about this idea of farming ideas. Social media is great to get ideas from how to create posts, you know, creative different uh, strategies. And then... How about this idea of how you talk about finding your yay, finding your voice in your brand, your story brand, what resonates? Talk more about that. So, you know, I work for this company, Yay Maker. We do corporate team building events. And I realized, even though one of my goals was to help grow the business and the revenues, I wanted to do it in a more nuanced way. So rather than just saying, hey, team building events, I started talking more about corporate culture and employee engagement and sharing free ideas and thoughts. And I was interviewing other experts as well, other CEOs, leaders about that. And I realized um, I was fortunate that I had a CEO and co-founder that allowed me to express myself. They weren't so concerned about the brand, which are so many companies, and they kind of handcuff you to be careful. So I realized as I was sharing more more opportunities and strategic partnerships, clients just kept growing, organically developing. I was asking to was asked to write more. I started contributing articles through Forbes, and that's when I was asked to do a course on Udemy, and it just snowballed. So I realized everybody has a story, everyone has some expertise, and I think when people really tap into what they're interested, that their expertise, their passion, there's a way to share that voice. And so I really try to encourage people, even if it's small baby steps, how do you network more and how do you share more and express that? And so that's what I talk about is kind of finding your yay. Yeah. Sounds like uh, what you're talking about is you're building relationship capital, social capital. Um, and uh, it's like this new idea where it's not what you know, but who you know and talking about the snowball effect through consistency, it's almost like, you know, you, you go to the gym or you, you know, you eat properly. You, at first you don't see anything, but after, you know, a month or two months, you start to see how do you, what are some best tips to improve your brand relationships, engagement, grow your business? You know, you, you, you touched on those, but um, you know, how does one go about that? 
Well, you shared a lot that I really like. I like how you talked about relationship social capital, and I use the analogy of the workout and gym as well. Um, you know, a first step is just taking a little initiative. So one is, you know, again, I'll, I'll talk LinkedIn. This can be on any social media platform. Um, you know, one is, you know, identifying, writing down what you want to be professionally, your business, how do you want to be perceived, thinking about that, maybe looking at some other profiles that you aspire or that you really like and looking at things that you like or don't like and that. And then I think your own profile, I think it's important to have a professional image or headshot and a, a description that describes what you do or what you're about. So I think that's step one. And then the, the other step is to make a first post or do a first engagement. So I encourage people, you know, write something that you find interesting, you think others will find interesting. It doesn't have to be multiple paragraphs. It can be just a few sentences. Maybe it's an article you see and say, hey, I like this article because of A, B, or C. And then if that's too big of a first step, then go on somebody else's post and at least make a thoughtful comment and insightful, not just great job, but something like, hey, I liked what you said because of A, B, and C. And what that does is twofold. One, it gets you a little more exposure. And two, it strengthens that relationship a little bit with the person who posted that. And I wouldn't underestimate that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, what you're talking about is um, a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, solopreneurs. But what about if you're, let's say you, um, you're you still employed, you have a W-2, you, know, you have an employer, and you know, you're talking about, for example, financial freedom or corporate culture, how do employers look at that? Like, I know they start to go on the social media, you know, kind of not, they track you or all of that. How, how do you navigate that, that? So, so I talk to a lot of people that are employees, they have their W2, they, they, they work for companies. And then a lot of them have kind of guards up. They're scared to post because they don't want their companies or to think negatively. Again, they're not sure what to post. Um, again, I encourage to share what you're liking about your work, about the company. I, I think it's overall 90 plus percent of the time per, received very well. And I think um, and I think there's a lot of advantages to it. A lot of companies like the idea of working, hiring people who have a strong network that are seen professionally, again, a little bit as a thought leader. Um, and there's a lot of ways, I mean, resumes now are not nearly as important as a LinkedIn profile. So you can get recommendations on LinkedIn. Um, and again, people can see and experience what you're really about. So um, I encourage employees in almost any type of company to post. And again, ideally, you're, what you're sharing also aligns with the business, but do it in your own voice. The other uh, issue is um, talking about frequency of posts. You talked about, you know, making that first post. Should it be a video? Should it be long form, short form? Should it be a picture? Um, should it be article? What, what, are, what are your thoughts around those? So it really depends on your goals and who you are. So realistically, if you're going to be a content creator, you want to be an influencer, you want to make a real impact, you know, you're posting almost every day on LinkedIn, at least five times a week, if that's your goal. However, I've worked with several CEOs and professionals, and they're like, LinkedIn's not my thing. It gives me a little stress. I don't know what to put all these things. And so then I'm basically like, hey, let's try to post once a month. 
And again, at least once a month, it gets you visible. By the way, if you if you're not a frequent poster, LinkedIn that I think that that kind of kicks in the algorithm. So you might see people who aren't really strong creators, but every once in a while they'll post and they get some great engagement. Um, and at least it keeps you kind of on the pulse. Um, it can be a heart, you know, a heartbeat post, letting people know you're out there. But also, again, it's um, again, even again, from a CEO or any leader and employee, it's sending that message: Hey, I- I'm here. I'm thinking about this. This is what I'm doing. So, to answer your question, as a first step, I'm going to recommend people make it a goal to post once a month. If that goes well and you feel comfortable, then try to do it once every two weeks. Then build the once a week and take it from there. But uh, once a month is usually my first recommendation. Yeah. And uh, the, the other question from the audience is, um, so sometimes you see, for example, these uh, mega influencers, you know, they'll post, for example, once a month and they'll get like, you know, a million views or, you know, so many, you know, hundred thousands of follows versus the creator that's consistent. And let's say they get, you know, you know, some engagement, what's better, like uh, less frequency, more engagement, or just, consistency and you know some engagement what are your thoughts well again going to your workout analogy if you're if you're consistent ideally you want to work out a few times a week and you see those results over three months six months a year I think that same thing's true with almost any social media influence things like that now if you're a celebrity in general and you're in movies on TV you can post whatever you want and you're just you have a following um, so And again, it really depends on your goals. I mean, engagement, likes, and shares, and all that is one are metrics to follow. But it really may be what is your goal. I mean, all that it takes is you know I work with consultants and speakers, and they might post and only get three likes, but it may have got them a twenty five thousand dollars speaking opportunity. So it's really knowing your audience and kind of your goals. Um, But I think. Uh, and, and you can have a really niche. I mean, you might be just wanting to talk. You might just love radiology, and that is your specialty, and you want to be seen as a radiology thought leader, and maybe you've got a new product idea, and you've got a very targeted niche, and it's okay if only 50 people are checking out your post once a week. That's okay. Or you may want to be, um, you know, again, some of these more motivational speakers are trying to broaden their audience as much as possible, and they really want to see the engagement. But they're always doing a call to action at the end to say, book me if interested or wanting to talk how I can do that. So, I mean, I think you want to have engagement goals, but also think about what is the goal of you or your business. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, I know a lot of physicians, like one physician, he's like very, very, very niche, like dermatology. And he's got like millions of followers on TikTok and YouTube. And he just talks about, you know, that specific question. And just um, it's it's amazing, you know, the ability for these platforms to reach so many people. Talk about uh, becoming a. How does becoming, you know, there's a, there's the success, but then there's influence. So a lot of people are now transitioning into thought leadership, becoming an influencer. How does someone become that, or if they're interested in that as a career for the younger individuals? So, I mean, there's several steps. I mean, one is posting consistent content. The other, I, I like the idea of collaborative content where you work on an article with other people and you're always um, collaborating or doing videos like this. Recently, LinkedIn has kind of partnered with AI where they have these collaborative articles 
where AI kind of starts it and then they encourage people to contribute with it, whatever your niche is. So that would be, I mean, that would be one of the simplest steps, I would say, to look at these LinkedIn collaborative articles. Um, and I know that I've started posting more on them. And I think because of it, LinkedIn badged me as a top entrepreneurship voice. And I think that was a big part of it. Um, yeah. So also LinkedIn makes writing an article very easy too. They just have a link where you can just start an article, put an image, and, and, and that's a start too. But really it's, it's just posting content and embracing it more and, and carving out the t- time to do it. I mean, it'll, you know, you can carve out 10 minutes a day. If you do that over six months, you're going to see the fruits of your labor. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause uh, you know, I, I love writing on LinkedIn cause it's so easy. It's like it's very easy. It's almost, you can write, you can pump out an article, you know, use chat GPT five minutes, uh, you know, do that, can, you know, 10 X your output. And then like a blog takes forever because it's like, you have to, enter in all these things and it's like very tedious and cumbersome so um I, like i said linkedin is making it so easy for people to establish a brand and grow that's you know that's why they want you on the platform uh, very interesting how do people you know contact you if they're interested in learning about you know your work on corporate culture reach out to you etc um i'd say the best way to reach out to me is linkedin um so <laughs> find me, you know, Matt Rolnick or Matthew Rolnick on LinkedIn. So that's easy. Um, or just search Matthew Rolnick Yaymaker. Um, and then my email is m uh, initial last name at yaymaker.com. Those would be the two best ways to reach out to me. Um, as I said, I love talking about corporate culture. I love talking about LinkedIn um, and also just creative strategic partnerships and relationship. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, really check out LinkedIn. If you're a professional, it's uh, one of the best places. It's, you know, better than Instagram and, you know, Twitter and all of those, but um, uh, all of Matt's resources will be in the links and show notes. Check out his book on Amazon um, and check it out as well. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to staying in touch. So thank you. Much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.